programme is called Something for the Weekend. It has been created and produced by Dave Clark. It is a How production for Sound Art Radio. Right. So the old crows in the background. Rooks. Always get that wrong. I think I say crows because they sound like crows. Yep, so uh, back in the old car. Always a good sign. So yeah, this is, gonna, this is shaping up, I reckon, to be a bit of a cracker. Um, so today we're going to go over to Torquay. Um, we're going to turn left on the Milk Bottle Road. So if you're, if you're local, you'll know where that is. And if you're not, and you're ever driving through Torquay, you'll know what I'm talking about. But today we're going to go and see Sarah... Uh, who is very much involved uh, with the Bijou Theatre. And uh, we're going to meet, hopefully, um, a lot of people who are also working with Sarah on a, on a rehearsal. And uh, we're going to find out a little bit about um, the theatre, what they do, and the people behind it. And, you know, this is kind of their weekend. Um, they've all got day jobs, and during the weekend this is what they do and it uh, takes up a lot of their time so very dedicated people so hopefully we're going to talk to Jill who's the owner we've got Chris who's the production manager uh, Angela who looks after the props um, Maureen who's the theatre manager Roger the set designer that, that's going to be interesting we've arrived we've uh, found a little parking place so let's go have a look see where we are Parked a little way away. Somebody getting their car cleaned by a mobile car valet company. What's the, what's the matter with just getting out there and doing it yourself? So uh, here we are, outside the church. I'm going to try the door. I don't know whether this is going to work. No. Oh, church hall entrance. That, that might be... That might be it. Let's try this one. Yes. Uh-huh. But he's... Oh, right, okay. So who are all these, are these people all here? <laughs> these, are they, are they? these are the guests that they're expecting on the island. Oh, I see. And then you've got Mr. and Mrs. Rogers. Mr. and Mrs. Rogers, who okay. Who are looking after the place. Nice. Those um, are the only people. Um, so we're on Soldier Island now, are we? 
you talk about people, you talk about them by their, their, their past name, do you? Yes. Okay. So, uh, so is Mr. Justice Wargrave here? Yeah, some really okay. good days. Uh, Hello. And Captain Lombard. Oh, Captain Lombard. Yeah, pleased to meet you. Hello. <laughs> yeah, I'm Dave. <laughs> Dave, actually, but uh, I'm, Dave, yeah, I'm Dave. You're Captain Lombard. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But my name is really Dave. It's really Dave. Yeah, yeah. In real life. Miss Brent. Miss Brent. Oh, yeah, Emily. Yes. Dr. Armstrong. Dr. Armstrong, yeah, I presume. Hello. And that's Mr. and Mrs. Rogers. Mr. and Mrs. Rogers. Rogers. They're not on the list because they're looking after the place. Oh, okay. They're the servants. The servants, and they don't get. She does the cooking, and he does the. Okay. So they're down there in the lower basement. Yeah. Yeah. Or are they upstairs? Come on, Well. They're both upstairs, downstairs. Yeah. Okay. And. General McKenzie. General McKenzie. Pleased to meet you. So let's talk about you as a real person. Yes. Oh, can you do that? Can you say? Yeah. yeah, okay. So what's, so what's your role with the theatre? As far as the company's concerned, yeah. I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm the technical manager of the company. Okay. I stage manage quite a lot of productions and do other bits. And then I act in a few. Right. And okay. I've been with them, I've just worked out 25 years. Okay. Gosh. So what is, what's the... What's the job spec as a, of a technical manager? What do you um, <clears throat> running the show? Okay, that's the main thing. But aside from that, if if I'm not stage manager of the show, then I will um, help to get the. Uh, I help to build the sets. I okay. don't design them. We have a, a set design. I help to build the sets. I liaise with the technical manager of the theatre with the lighting and the sound, um, sound effects. Um, so what's the most sort of challenging part of the, the technical production? What's the, the lighting or the sound? or what, what Depends on the show. Okay. Very much depends on the show. Um, the last show we did was a farce. The lighting was switched them on the beginning and switched them off at the end. Okay, so that, that but, can be challenging if you've got... <laughs> but the sound on that was very complex. Okay. There was a, a, a typical farce of two houses, three different telephone bells, a, a continuously ringing doorbell. Okay. So... Um, and then you'll get another show when there's very little sound, but the lighting is it's not, it's not very much sound effects in this, a few, but the lighting is going to be quite uh, dramatic. And what about, so the, tell me a little bit about the character. So just remind me, was that General McKenzie? He's, highly yeah, because I think I'm the oldest member of the company, and he's probably the oldest character in, in the play. Okay. And um, it's basically set sort of in the 30s time. Yeah. Therefore, his um, sphere of activity as a general was the First World War. Right, okay. And um, like all the other characters, he's got something um, a, a, a about him that happened. In this case, it happened in the war when one of his um, officers was killed. Uh -huh. And the question was as, as to who was responsible. Uh, so they all have a little secret. Yes. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so um, he's, you know, he's supposed to be a... A kindly old duffer, I suppose. Kindly old duffer. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. do, do you find that an easy part to play? As, as <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Rogers will be 
Oh, please I'm, do, yeah. No, no, not at all. Oh, okay. No, because I'm Wendy Captain. I Hi, Wendy. Come on the beach. Yeah, right. Oh, gosh. Well, pleased to meet you. I'm Dave. Hello. And, um, I'm company manager. You're company manager? Yes. Okay. You're not a. Um, you're an a, actor. You're not an actor. What about an actor? Do, do people use the word actress anymore? It tends to be actor today, whether you're male or female. Why is that? Then? I don't know. It sort of fell out of polls, oh, didn't it? Yeah. They did though, didn't they? Because I mean, it always used to be an actress. I know, I know. Interesting. So what does that, what does that entail? I mean, that sounds um, like a... Just keep an eye on the running, actual general running of the company, the welfare of the idiots in there. Yes. And, um, you know, I also have a toe in the marketing field. Okay. Um, I run the company with Jill, who owns it. Been involved in amateur theatre for, for ages and, and done some professional work as well. Okay. Um, came down here in the 70s and I was joined... Bijou, yeah. when they had its own original little theatre, oh, okay. and um, basically been with it ever since. What are the key things that you have to do? Well, for this company? Yes. Casting, choosing directors, um, looking at plays, um, deciding when the publicity goes out, um, generally keeping a finger on the pulse. Yeah, so it's basically it's almost every aspect of the, of the, yes. of the production and the yes. people. I don't direct. No. I never have. I used to act. Don't do that anymore. Um, so really, yes. What, what do you find the most enjoyable part of that then? I just love the whole buzz of it. I love the whole getting... Uh, it's all enjoyable. Yeah. Well, that sounds brilliant. Do you put on like a matinee and an evening performance? Or no, is it... I've tried matinees. We've tried it. And all you do is just split the Saturday night house. I we don't. And there's no parking on a Saturday yeah. where the theatre is. Right. And they just don't turn up. Well, because they've got other things to do, haven't they? they? Don't work. I mean, I, I think, I mean, matinees are great, but it's a different type of. You're in a different zone, aren't you, yeah. in your head? Oh, I, 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 I'm not a matinee person. I mean, no. I've been to them, but. It's a, it's a bit of a sort of. I've been to a few matinees and I felt like I'm sort of cheating on life a bit. Yeah, that's right. I feel like I'm duck, ducking out for a Yeah. Then you come out in the sort of. Right daylight and you think. Yeah. You think it should be dark. Yeah, yeah. And I should be sort of heading off for a nightcap before yeah, going to bed. Yeah. But actually it's only five o'clock. That's right. Just coming out of work. Boots is still open. Yeah. It's a bit weird, isn't it? Do you take your productions elsewhere then? We used to go over to the Flavor with the Agatha. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. It cost us so much because of the taking the set over. Yeah. It's such a performance over there, really. It's just not worth it. Such a performance. Miss Fred, I have nothing to say. You, re you re nothing? Nothing. You reserve your defence. There's no question of defence. I have always acted according to the dictates of my conscience. The law-abiding law we seem to be. Can you can you throw me a line and, and I'll just do like one one line? Yeah. Can we, can, with 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 somebody here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. I was, I'm now made myself super nervous. Okay. Yeah. What would so what so you'd want to do like a, a couple of lines like with yeah, with, like maybe, with, with someone? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like maybe one line. 
Maybe one line. Um, Wait, well, okay. we'll see how I get on, shall we? Like a word would be good to start off with. Just a word. <laughs> Just a word. Um, yes, I can find a bit for you to do that one. Let's see what's um, Yeah, we've got the housekeeper, Mr. Rogers. We've got um, Captain Lombard, the dashing hero, kind of. Well, I think maybe... Um, um, how, I mean, yeah, I, I can't be too dashing straight away. Um, <laughs> okay, I'll do the undercover. And, undercover copper. Page 36. Dan will read you in okay. from yeah. I know South Africa and Natal well. Okay. And then ignore this bit here where I'm scribbling because that's stage directions and then yep. you can do your line. Okay. So I say, you gentlemen have got me wrong. I'm an ex-CID man. Oh, a copper. I've got my credentials and I can prove it. I run a detective agency in Plymouth. I was put onto this job. Yeah, like that. that's it. God. Got the job. Okay, so, uh, you claim to have come from Natal, South Africa. I know South Africa and Natal well, and I'm prepared to swear that you've never stepped foot there in your life. You gentlemen have got me wrong. I'm an ex-CID man. Oh, copper. I've got my credentials and I can prove it. I run a detective agency in Plymouth. I was put onto this job. By whom? Why, Mr Owen? sent a very nice money order for expenses and I said I was to join the house party, posing as a guest. He also sent a list of all your names and said I was to keep an eye on you all. Any reason given? Uh, said Mrs Owen had got some valuable jewels. Mrs Owen, my foot, I don't believe there's any such person. Thank you. <laughs> Productions. This is my first one. Okay, no, I didn't really, I really didn't know that actually. Yeah, I this is my first one. Um, I've performed in the Agathas yeah. for many, many years. Right. I started, I think my first one was um, a production called Spider's Web. Okay. Which I played the little girl in it, Pippa Hailsham Brown. Uh -huh. um, and then actually what was quite nice, I recently, one of the, when we did it again, I came back and played Clarissa Hailsham Brown, which right. is the stepmother. Uh -huh. So I've managed to transition from little yeah, girl yeah, to, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, to the stepmother in that, which was, which was really nice. Yeah. Um, so I started doing that. So how do you so how do you sort of transition from playing uh, a role into directing? I mean, um, I think for me, I go into it with an actor's kind of point of view in mind. Okay. So I, it's, it's going to sound really strange, but I have kind of like a sense, like an inner an inner feeling uh -huh. of what I would kind of want that character to do and how I'd want that character to um, come across or a little sort of things like gestures and things that I think would work nicely or yeah. when I feel that they should move. Yes. Um, and that's something that I think is really nice to have from being an, a an actor and performing yeah. um, because you've got a connection with how the pe that's going to translate on stage. Rather, yeah. um, and I know that a lot of, there's some directors that probably have never set foot on stage themselves but they, no. can, they can clearly see the vision. Right. I think that helps me yeah. to transition. So how are you finding it? Um, I'm loving it, absolutely right. loving it. Okay. Um, it's I've got a wonderful cast that I'm working with. I'm very, very lucky. Yeah. Um, they're all um, bringing so much to the table. Um, they're listening to sort of like my ideas, but as I say, working quite organically yeah. in that sort of sense as well, that we can sort of go, well, actually, can I try it like this? Yeah. And I'll go, yeah, give it a go. And so, like, Yvonne's come in and tried some different accents, and we've had discussions about that. I mean, I've got her playing her character quite differently to, I think, of how it's normally okay. portrayed. Right. Um, 
um, in the sense that I've asked her to be northern for a starter, right. which okay. Emily Brent normally isn't played northern, right. quite hard, um, and I've got her in my vision dress-wise as it's quite mannish in a way in the sense of so things like she's going to be wearing like a dinner suit okay. um, down to the evening but with like a statement necklace and like a lady's statement cummerbund that type of thing so she's quite ahead of her time mm-hmm. um, but you know you've had the suffragette movement and it's kind of rolling on the back of that you mm. know the yeah. women's rights you know yeah. she's sort of coming in with like I can do anything a man can do if not even better and it's a nice it's a nice element to bring in because when she's written she's you can play them very very straight and how it's but the nice thing about directing and the creative process is that you can explore and put your own sort of flavours in, which, yeah. especially with Emily Brent, that's one of the ones that I've really sort of got that in, um, ingrained in. So. Who governs you? There could be a time when you have an idea to develop a character mm-hmm. where you're kind of crossing some kind of line. Absolutely. That's governed, I think, very much so by the writing. I mean, at okay. the end of the day, it's Agatha Christie's piece. Yeah. And I think you have to stay true, as I said, to what is written. I don't think you can go off on a completely different tangent. I mean, you're governed by rules and regulations with um, publishing companies anyway of having to stay, you know, true to the writing. You can't suddenly just change lines. For you, was it the future of directing or uh, acting? A little bit of both. Okay. I think I'd I'd like to keep my hands in both. I'm really, really enjoying directing. This definitely will not be my last. Um, and I really want to get you know into different genres um, and try out different things. I would love to do something where I can be that creative, that I can take something and put it in a completely different setting. It's just finding the right production. I'm obliged to you, Mr. Barster. You have drawn my attention to a curious and suggestive point. I think the time has come for all of us to pull our information. It would be as well for everybody to come forward with whatever information they have about our unknown host. Yeah, I mean, when we start doing the play, I come on the blocking rehearsal uh-huh. and I mark down what we need, yeah. like glasses or, you know, um, blanket for when um, Lombard comes in and he's wet so he's got to dry himself and hypodermic syringe that Miss Brand has, yeah. you know, because she's a, a bee sting. Oh, yes. Of the rhyme. Yes, yes. Um, yeah. And it's a hypodermic syringe. Okay. Um, and it's just a case of getting together for rehearsal, just anything will do, really. Yeah. yeah. You know, as long as they've got something to work with. Yes. But also for the actual production, looking into uh, the period. Yep. We've got 1930s, uh-huh. 1950s, that period. Yeah. Um, it's very interesting to know, you know, you, you wouldn't use certain items. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Agatha, Agatha period, as we call it. Yeah. Um, looking into what bottles even yeah. they would use, or what decanters, or anything like that. And it's a, I use the internet an awful lot. Okay. Most of the props I keep myself. I've got quite a big attic, okay. and I've got it sort of segregated into china and material and okay. you know, cigarettes and, you know, uh, coffee sets, tea sets, you yeah. know, you name it. I, I can prop normally from a Dickens era, era up okay. to the present day. Right. So Gosh, so your attic's full of... Everything. <laughs> so where do you get it all from? Where do you source? Oh, I go to charity shops. Okay. 
Um, yes, and I mean, we've got a lot of, uh, we have some at the theatre, uh, period pieces. I tend to let, I don't have much to do with costume, right. and I don't have a lot to do with the furniture side of it. Right, okay. It's just the sort of so little how did you, bits. So how did you get into all this sort of prop business? Oh, gosh. You're going back. My youngest son was about 14 when I started doing props for Bijou. He's now 34. Right. Okay. So, and um, I've built up my stock through the years. Gosh. You know. Yeah. And, uh, what's your, what's your favourite uh, prop? Oh, gosh. I don't really have a, a special prop. I think... My, for the Agatha, we do it every year, and there are certain things that are always on the set every year. We have a sculpture, right. which is always there. Uh -huh. I have a cigarette box, uh -huh. which is antique, and that's always on the set, you know. Yeah. But my little, little touch, always, every production that I do, I have an owl okay. on the set. And what's the what's that what's the story behind the owl? It's just me. I okay. collect owls. Okay. And every set, uh, and sometimes you get a set where you really haven't got anywhere to put an owl. <laughs> <laughs> so last production we did, which was a farce, there were no surfaces at all. So I just put a brooch okay. on the ki on the curtain. Oh, right. But uh, there's always an owl, and they'll cast normally before the production starts. We'll go around and look for the owl. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. yeah like that. Yes. How many owls have you got in your collection? Oh, gosh. Last time we counted, which was about five years ago, I had 400. Well, that was the London and Commercial Bank robbery. Do I remember the name? That didn't come up before me. Lender was convicted on your evidence. You were the police officer in charge of the case. No, I was, wasn't I? Lender got penal servitude for life and died in Dartmoor only a year later. He was a desperate man. Yeah, he was a crook. It was him put the night watchman out. The case was clear from the start. You complimented, I think, on your able handling of the case. Well, I got my promotion. No, I was only doing my duty. Convenient word. Jill, now Jill, I've, I've got a little, um, I've got a little notebook here. How nice. Yeah, I feel like an old, old uh, copper. <laughs> oh, it, that is. Jill Farrant. That's me. Owner. But yeah, well, yeah, yes, it's um, something like that. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually own the. I don't own the building or anything like that. No. But I own costumes, furniture, okay. and the sort of ethos of what the Bijou is all about was sort of bequeathed to me with the tangible stuff that I okay. was. So let's, let's just pull that apart, as they say. Do. So, what's the ethos of the Bijou Theatre? Ethos of the Bijou Theatre is that we do plays that we think the audience will enjoy. We, whatever the, whatever the play is, we try to do it the best we can. And we are totally unique in this area because we have no 
society. You can't join the Bijou to act like you do with tops or little theatre or anything like that. We get a director, as we've got my goddaughter directing that's, this play. That's Sarah. That's us, Sarah, right, yeah. And then the director invites whoever they like uh-huh. to be in the play. Oh, okay. And you don't have to become a member to be in the play. Uh-huh. You don't pay a performance fee. I see. You get the whole thing for nothing. So this is like, so the people here, so Miss Emily Brent, Mr William Bloor, etc., yeah. they're all here by invitation? By invitation, yes. Where did that come from, the idea of, you know, by invitation? As it opposed came to from our, our founder, uh-huh. Greta Huggins. Okay. So Greta, how far back are we going then? Nine, oh, Greta founded the Bijou in 19... Either 52 or 53. Right, okay. So what was her background? Where, how did it, where, where was the spark then? Where did, it, where did it all come from? Well, she was interested in theatre all, all her life. Right. Um, she had a chance to turn professional and she didn't. Right. It was, well, there was a, a, a Devonian playwright called Jan Stewart uh-huh. who wrote a play which became professional and he could take one of his original cast with him and it was a toss-up between Greta and this woman called Chloe Gibson uh-huh. and Greta had a father to look after right. so he took Chloe who ended up running the Abbey Theatre in Dublin Okay. You know, so she progressed theatrically Greta stayed here there was Greta, Helena, Dora and Bill and they ran the, the Bijou which was in a converted stable in Hyde Road and um, they invited me to be in a play and I was in it, and then they invited me to be in another play, and then I went away and to drama school and trained, came back here to teach, and then they said, would you like to become part of the management? So that's the sort of ethos, which, which is great, and I understand that. And then the other part of it was all the, the um, stuff. Was it the yeah, stuff? The stuff, yeah. And what is the stuff? Uh, uh, the furniture, yeah. the costumes, okay. the scenery. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it, I mean, I got this letter from her lawyers, you know, Greta's died, and she has left you all the fixtures and fittings of the Bijou. Oh, I see. Gosh, that was a surprise. I was. I, I, I remember I was in bed when I read the letter and I said, my God, what, what, what? And then, wow. that's yes, a, that's a yes kind of, it was actually. That's a moment, isn't it? You kind well, of think, it was. Oh my Lord, what am I going to do now? But that, exactly, exactly. How exciting. Yes, but it also was. quite terrifying at the same yeah, time. Yeah, because wow. there was all that extra responsibility. Do you think if it was in a stable, would that be quirkily attractive or do you think it's better off being in a theatre? Actually, that, that's, a, that's a question no one's asked me before. I don't know. I, I, think, I think it would have lasted a while, but there are so many quirky yeah. theatres yeah. now that set themselves up as special arts places and barns yeah. and things like that so probably it would have died because probably, yeah. we couldn't have invested the money we couldn't have done anything to make it more up to date right. technically or anything no, no, quite. did it still have like nose bags and stuff thing? oh no, no. <laughs> right. no, there hadn't been like horses in it for a long time no, Why didn't you telephone for me, There's no telephone, sir. What? Fred Narrow, he comes over every morning. He brings the milk and the bread and the post and the papers, and he takes the orders. Cheers. Bye. 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 Bye.
Right, back on the old street. Leave the old Methodist hall behind. Another world out here. The real, the world of reality. As opposed to the world of Soldier Island. I'll let them get on with their work. They'll be there all day. But they all seem to, uh, well, of course they do. They all seem to love it. I can see, uh, I can see why. I mean, it's uh, a lot of fun. You know, leave all your other thoughts behind and focus on something completely, uh, completely different, which requires all your attention. Can't skive off with uh, half your brain doing something else. Yeah, that was nice of them to give me all that time. I mean. It's one thing giving up your time to go and do a rehearsal, and it's another thing giving up your time to come and talk to me. So that guy's still cleaning that car. Can you believe that? It's like three hours of cleaning. I'm surprised there's any car left. I mean, you'd have to, you'd, you could eat your breakfast off that car now. I think he's cleaned every surface. I might go past and tell him he's missed a bit. That was a How production for Sound Art Radio. For more details, please visit soundartradio.org.uk iamthehow.co.uk and thanks for listening.